those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Welcome back, Locksmiths. It is 2022, worst year in sports history, you could argue. But uh, yeah, it's your voice, Faz Parlay, Prince of the South, here with the one and only Mr. Whipple. How are you doing? The one today? and only. The one and only. I appreciate that, Spaz. I'm doing. I'm doing really well. This is. It's weird. It's, is. Is it just me, or is it weird to kind of be back on the saddle here with the podcast? We're not going to ignore the fact that we've been gone for the last six months or whatever it was. Would that? That's a story for a different podcast. So you guys are going to have to come back. Maybe next week we'll jump into it. But we have a story to tell you. And let's just say this: Spaz is no longer allowed in the state of Nevada. So that's going to be something you guys are going to want to tune into next week. But we don't have time for that right now. We're just we're jumping into things. It's a new year. It's a new podcast. We're same great content, of course. But just to kind of kick things off, rolling into the year strong. Spaz, I know we haven't talked a lot about our, how our personal bets are doing. Uh, you know, give me give me a brief overview of how your your 2022 bets are going so far. We're 13 days into this as we're filming this. It's January 13th, so so tell me how you're doing this year. This year has been great to me. I've only lost two bets. I lost the college football natty. You know, I took Bama, obviously. And then uh, I think everybody lost money on the Colts-Jaguars last week, and that was the biggest debacle I've ever seen in my, you know, 55 years of watching professional sports. Yeah, that one was – I don't think anyone saw that coming except for there was a few Steelers diehards in our DM – Victor, thank you for reaching out. You said that the Steelers were going to get into the playoffs, and sure enough, they did. I actually, funny enough, I actually took Jaguars plus 15 and a half just because I thought that was a giant line. Did I see them losing? Absolutely. Or did I see the Jags winning? Absolutely not. But I did take them plus 15 and a half because what was the stat going into this game? I think it was like the last seven times they've played in Jacksonville. The Jaguars have won it. You actually brought that one to my attention, Spaz. So I'm surprised you weren't big on the Jags here. Yeah, I just thought Frank Wright was better than that Jacksonville trash. You know, like you got to be <laughs> out. You got to outsmart them, dude. I don't understand how it takes one game to guarantee you a playoff spot against the worst team in the NFL, and you can't get it done. And you know, yeah. even even if they still would have got in, you know, through those other miracles such as Pittsburgh losing and whatever else needed to happen. A team like that doesn't deserve a playoff spot if you can't get it done against Jacksonville. Yeah, against Jacksonville. I, regardless of where that thing is played, that could be played in Wuhan, China. I don't care. You win that game if you're the Colts. I honestly, the Colts were kind of one of my sleeper teams going into the playoffs. I'm like, you know, they have obviously the best running back in the league right now, Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz, the jury's still out. But, I, you know, I thought they were really clicking at the right time. I thought they could make a run. And then they lose to Jacksonville and it all gets shut down. Let's talk about what had happened that night. So if you guys aren't aware, there was a 3% chance, I believe it was, for the Steelers to get into the playoffs heading into Sunday morning. And the Steelers had to win. The Jaguars had to beat the Colts. And then the, the, the Raiders and the Chargers could not end in a tie. So, obviously, the first two things happened. Steelers won, Jaguars won. 
And the, the entire city of Pittsburgh was ecstatic. I mean, because let's be honest, it's no, there's not going to tie. They're not going to be a tie. It's going to be one of those things, you know, probably maybe a close game, but there's no chance it's going to be a tie. Chase Claypool all over his story, playoffs, baby, playoff bound, playoff bound, all this stuff about going to the playoffs. Mike Tomlin was on live. I'm sure you saw that. He was going crazy, acting a fool. He was screaming playoffs. And then Sunday night rolls around. And we have a really good game heading into late into the fourth quarter. And it came down to the last play of the fourth quarter. Mike Williams caught a touchdown pass with zero seconds on the clock. And I don't think they had to go. No, it was just a, it was just an extra point. They go into overtime. And what was so unique about the overtime, a lot of people were conspiring. You know, they're going to try to tie. They're going to try to tie. But it wasn't like that. First of all, going into overtime, it was 29 to 29. You could not plan that any better. And then in overtime, both teams scored on their first possession. It's 32-32, which how rare is that? So then at this point, it's next score wins. I blacked out at that point. I didn't know what was happening. I, I thought for sure it was going to be a tie. I mean, did you, you watch this one, right, Spaz? Oh, yeah, I had to. You know, we had a uh, subscriber, Ronald Dawson, send in a picture of his parlay. He took a uh, Jags money line with the Raiders tie. He put three grand on it. No kidding. Yeah, he he lost a million dollars, you know, due to the lack of tie. But I was honestly surprised the Chargers took that time out. Brandon Staley is arguably the worst coach of all time, you can say, after that. Yeah, so so Twitter was a buzz after the timeout had happened. And maybe it's just my uh, my smooth brain talking here, but I don't understand what the big deal was with the timeout. I mean, there was, what, five seconds left on the play clock, then he takes the timeout. I don't understand the, the issue. Yeah, he said in the post-conference after the game that he wanted to get his rush defense you know, grouped together uh, to stop the run, which was a bold-faced lie. It's one thing, you know, to make a bonehead call, but to be just a straight up liar, I can't respect you as an NFL coach. You should have came out, told us what was really going on because obviously your rush defense didn't, you know, stop the play. The Raiders got the first down. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a weird situation. I, I mean, to be honest, it, it just kind of sounds like it's a, it's a Steve Bartman situation. They were looking for a scapegoat. Everyone's frustrated. They just wanted to tie. Obviously they wanted to win going into the thing. Didn't do that. They wanted the tie, couldn't get that. I think they were looking for a scapegoat. And, I mean, to be fair, the coach is horrible. I don't know if you watched the entire game, but he went for, like, nine fourth downs. And he always does that. I know he said, you know, people say he's the analytical genius. He's the next big thing. He's the prodigy, all this stuff. Fuck analytics. That's what I'm saying. Play the game how the game's game's supposed to be played. And you know what's, what's even more bullshit? You want to talk about scapegoats. This motherfucker, Brandon Staley, has a job, but Brian Flores is out in Miami. Makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, and so I had I heard a I heard a, a a story, and this this could be true. This might not be true. I'm just telling you what I heard from one of my sources, and it's it's obviously well knowledge, well known that that Brian Flores and the GM they didn't get along. Um, but the rumor on the street, and it is picking up a little bit of steam as of late. And again, I can't confirm or deny this. I'm just saying what I've heard through rumblings and it was they, they said it was because the GM didn't like him because of his skin color. And obviously if you guys know who Brian Flores is he's he's an African American man and you know again I can't confirm or deny this. I hope this isn't the case. It's a bad look for Miami, especially since it's the GM. So I mean what's your take on this? 
He's the only coach to have a winning record against Bill Belichick. That should be enough said to keep his you know job. They won seven or eight in a row, you know, down the stretch. I don't understand what uh, the GM's deal is. I think he was looking for a scapegoat. He, you know, they almost made the playoffs with Tua, who I believe yeah. Tua was a dog shit quarterback. Yeah, he stinks. His, yeah, you know, his hip has been replaced more than Antonio Browns has had teams. <laughs> so I just don't think that Brian Flores should have been fired. I think, you know, he will guaranteed be a head coach next season. We got about seven, you know, job openings. And as of today, the Texans head coach has been fired. I don't know what you make of that. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that's just kind of one of those things where the Texans are – they're in trouble. Obviously, without Deshaun Watson, they're in big trouble. I don't know what their plans are, if they plan on, you know, maybe giving him another look this next season, maybe trading him. you got to do something with a guy. I mean, I don't know when his contract is up. You're just going to burn his contract up and get nothing out of him. Someone's going to pick him up, and he's going to be a great quarterback. So, I think the Texans are just an all-around dumpster fire right now. Anything that that franchise does doesn't surprise me. They could have fired their head coach and hired Bob the Builder, and it would have made sense just because that's just what the Texans are doing right now. Um, one thing, just before we kind of get into the playoffs here, I didn't want to go too far away from college football just because, again, we are wrapping things up with the college football season. Georgia, their champions, Kirby Smart has an astounding record of something like one in – 10 against Nick Saban, something outrageous, but he finally gets it done. Um, what, what, what was your thoughts on this? I know, I know you, you were big on Alabama. I told you Georgia all the way. And if you guys don't remember, I know it's been a long time. You know, I, I called this thing back in week zero. I said this defense is the greatest defense we've seen since chocolate milk, all this stuff. And, I mean, sure enough, that's, that's who came to play and that's who won this one. But what were your thoughts on the, on the, the championship game? Yeah, it came down to it's super difficult to be a very good team, an elite team, twice in one season. You know, uh, Bama stomped the fuck out of Georgia in the SEC championship just to get to the playoffs. I wasn't that surprised. I did lose a little bit of money on Bama. You know, I was hesitant about this game just because of the fact that it's hard to beat a team twice. N'Kobe Dean had not ever allowed a touchdown in his college uh, career at Georgia, which is another insane stat. But it comes down to the SEC, man, the greatest conference in sports history. We got tw- SEC has 20 national You're pro- Well, hold on a second. You're pronouncing Big Ten wrong. I don't know if it's maybe a connection issue on my on my end, but it sounds like you're, you're pronouncing Big Ten incorrectly. Okay. Then let me give you some stats here. 20 national championship periods in the BCS college football playoff area from the SEC. The Big Ten has five Natty appearances, all coming from Ohio State. SEC has had six teams in the Natty. Big Ten has had one since the BCS college football playoff era. And the recruiting, number one recruiting class, since 2011, it has been Bama nine times, Georgia twice, everyone else zero. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. I think they are a powerhouse, but hear me out. So, you know, when we're looking at sports, obviously the two biggest in in college, it's going to be basketball and football. SEC is they're very one dimensional in the sense that they don't bring those dogs in when it comes to when it comes to to the basketball court. I mean, they just they they run the table in football. Look at Kentucky. When's the last time they did anything? Okay, but when's the last time a Big Ten team won the Natty? But that's in college okay, but, basketball? That, but that's a different story too. We're always there. Big Ten's always there. Okay, well, I agree to disagree, but I, I know the majority of the listeners have been tweeting us and calling in about the play NFL playoff picks. Do you want to get to those? 
Yeah, before we do jump into that, though, I just want to get your take just because I haven't really, you know, heard your opinion on the Antonio Brown situation. You know, we go back and forth on it. You know, is A.B. the go? Is he not the go? Is he even a good wide receiver at this point? Is his, you know, brain just completely shot where he can't even play football anymore? So I want to ask you just straight up, you know, we'll keep it super black and white here. Does A.B. find a job somewhere next season? As a wide receiver, yes. Uh, I do believe there's enough teams that need a weapon that can deal with the drama and the bullshit. And a lot of teams also understand that Bruce Arians is a slave owner. Yeah. Yeah, no, Bruce Arians, that was a really weird situation. But again, I'm, I'm not going to speculate on that. Weird situation there, though, completely kicked A.B. off the sidelines. They said he was hurt. He's probably going to have to get surgery here in the offseason. And Bruce Arians said, hey, you know, we're going full speed today. I need you in every single snap that I need you in. And A.B. just said, hey, I, I just can't give it all, my all today, coach. I'm sorry. You know, I'd like to rest up for the playoffs, all this stuff. And sure enough, he gets cut. Obviously, knowing Antonio Brown, he makes a scene about it. And that's where, you know, things get a little loose. But I, I don't know. I think A.B. definitely does get a job again. Yeah, any chance he goes back to Pittsburgh? Man, maybe. Did you see that wild video he put out for Big Ben? Yeah, what was that all about? It looked like yeah. he was on Adderall. Yeah, so I actually did my research. That was a cameo. Some 14-year-old no kid kidding. with Yeah, some 14-year-old kid with brain cancer had a paid AB four grand, which, by the way, if you have brain cancer, you shouldn't have to pay $4,000 for a 30-second message from you know a man with – also possibly brain cancer, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, AB said, you know, this might not be Big Ben's last journey, last, uh, you know, ride on the horse, but I think it is. Big Ben's done. With that being said, AB is not going to go to the Steelers, especially with, you know, whoever the hell their backup is. Um, I'm not really sure, but Mason I guess Rudolph, the guy yeah, with also I brain figured. cancer from Miles Garrett. Yeah, I figured it was still Mason Rudolph, but I, I could see AB going to the Jags, you know, Philly. Philly really needs a, Wide receiver, you know, uh, I got a fun fact. Jalen Rager has less yards than Henry Ruggs this season. And oh, Henry no. Obviously <laughs> went to jail week eight. Does that one hurt you, just the fact that, you know, knowing the, the next pick after that with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, Rager is the biggest bust in uh, football history since ever. Yeah, that one's got to hurt since probably Jamarcus Russell. But let's jump into the, the NFL playoffs here. We got a nice slate of games. Um, before we actually we do our picks here, just just straight out of the gate, give me your team. Who's going all the way? Who's who's raising the trophy this year? This year is going to be the Los Angeles Rams win the Super Bowl. It's not going to be close either. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I, I would love to see it. Obviously, you know, I'm a big Stafford guy. I would love to see it. They they face a, a very hard path to the playoffs. Let's be honest. They have to face the Cardinals and then the winner of the Cowboys Niners game, I believe. And then obviously they would face probably the Packers after that in the Super Bowl. So I think they have one of the harder roads to get there. My dog, and again, I, I know I'm incredibly good hitting at nearly 90% of championship winners. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm just going to say it. You already know what I'm going to say, and I'm saying Pittsburgh Steelers are winning it this year. Yeah. It's the magic. The magic is in the air. I don't know if you saw Big Ben's statement. He was like, yeah, you know, we're in the playoffs, whatever. We're probably going to lose. I don't really care. I just want to retire. You know, all this shit. He, he's totally playing the media right now. That team is dialed in right now. I guarantee it. They're going to beat the Chiefs, and people are going to be all over. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Normally, the Chiefs would be in the Super Bowl. But, again, Big Ben's last year, 
And also, if you're a fan of uh, if you're a fan of Destiny, number seven, Big Ben wins number seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Book it. I love that. I mean, I think personally that'd be more painful for your wallet than getting thrown through a TV by Zach Stacy. <laughs> but but I do oh, think no. uh, the Steelers, honestly, man, they could shock the world. My biggest problem is they just played the Chiefs, and that 12-and-a-half-point spread is too damn much. Yeah, well, hun- the hungry dog runs faster, and I think that's exactly – the Chiefs are going to sit back on their hands on this one. They're like, hey, you know, we beat them. They played like a high school team when we played. Steelers are hungry. They know it's Big Ben. And I, Big Ben has played like garbage the last three years. I don't care that the Steelers are probably going to put up 13 points. It's about everyone around him that's going to be playing so much better. That defense is going to be playing for Ben. That offensive line is going to be playing for Ben. Those receivers are terrible, but they're going to try to play for Ben. So you have to take that in, into account also. So really, when you look at all these teams, a lot of people are saying Packers. The money favorite right now is the Packers, but – Aaron Rodgers has pretty much said he hates the Packers. He hates the entire organization. If I'm an offensive lineman for the Packers, I mean, are you really going 110% every step of the way? Honestly, if I'm playing the center, if I'm playing left end or something like that, maybe I let a guy slip by and, and you know, put Rodgers on his ass or something. But I, I don't know. I just think when you look at these teams, the Steelers have the magic this year, and that's my team. So let's jump right into the matchups. The first one that we do have, and this is one of my favorite games, is the Raiders Bengals? Bengals are favored by five right now. Who's your team? I love the Bengals. Bengals are also my dark horse to make the Super Bowl. Ooh. Fun fact about the uh, Bengals: they have the best record against the spread for a playoff team, and uh, Vegas is tied with the worst record against the spread. They're tied with the Chiefs for worst record against the spread. Ooh. But uh, one thing that worries me about this game is we don't know for sure if it's going to snow Sunday in Cincinnati or not. They said it might. It's projected to be 30 degrees and uh, partially cloudy, but they said there could be some snow. Raiders obviously are not used to that out there practicing outside. The biggest reason I'm taking the Bengals is, you know how much bullshit the Raiders had to endure this season? They don't have a head coach. Ruggs, you know, gets a DUI. They got another player gets a DUI. There was that one player, Armete, or I forget his name, he had the gun video going around. This team just seems... Through all the diabolicals, they seem to, you know, battle adversity. But I think it ends here. The Bengals are playing like a complete team. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is the best one-two connection I've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. The one thing that worries me, though, on uh, the Bengals' side is that defense. That defense is brutal. And just looking at the numbers right here, when we see an over-under set at 48-and-a-half, you have a Las Vegas Raiders team that can score. I mean, let's be honest. I think what Vegas is doing here, and when I say Vegas, I'm talking about the sports books. I think what they're doing here is is they they probably have a pretty a, a pretty good idea that it's going to be some inclement weather. There's maybe going to be some snow on the ground. Obviously, that's going to bring that total to a, a little bit lower number. But I, I say take the over. You got Joey Jackpot. This guy throws five touchdowns just to Jamar Chase every single game. And then again, you know that that Las Vegas. Uh, air attack is is pretty serious too. So, but but also the the Raiders defense. Another reason to take the over. They have the twenty six worst uh, defense for points a game allowed. They allow twenty six points per game. I think that over is going to crush. 
Yeah, I do too. The only thing that that's really keeping me away from putting the mortgage on this one is just simply because of that snow. I mean, I, I don't know what they're predicting as far as the snow goes, but you know, if there's if there's a few inches in the ground, that's going to throw everyone off. Joe Burrow, LSU boy. I don't know how much snow he's seen. Um, Jamar Chase, also LSU guy. Derek Carr, he went to Fresno State. Oakland now Las Vegas you know these guys they're they're just not ready for that kind of weather so if we do see some snow I, I would take the over eight now if we see some snow heading into game time hedge it a little bit with that under the because if the snow does start really falling that under is going to start dropping fast so that's what I like there oh I didn't even give you I didn't even give you guys a team I'm going Bengals minus five as well love that so who do you got for the Patriots Bills that is the other Saturday game the Saturday night game Patriots take on the Bills in Buffalo. Yeah, this is actually my favorite game of the week. And I think it's going to be the hardest to bet on, too, which is probably why it's my favorite of the week. Just because I I just, I, I love just sitting down on a Saturday night watching some football and watching my bank account get drained. So I like it for that reason. Not only that, but we see Bill Belichick back in the playoffs. Is he going to cheat? Is he not going to cheat? The Bills obviously have so much talent. Josh Allen, you know, maybe his, his, you know, his time's running out a little bit with the Bills, people are saying. Again, I'm not going to go far into that one, but I like Patriots here with the points. I'm not saying they win this game. I'm saying they keep it within four. Maybe Bills win on a late field goal. What about you? This is definitely going to come down to a very last-second field goal. Bills, number one defense in the league. Patriots, number two defense in the league. Expect that under to hit. This game just smells like a sloppy last-second field goal to win. I got Bills uh, to win, Patriots to cover. Also, I do believe uh, this under is going to hit at under 44. It is supposed to be four degrees out. Oh, yeah. I remember the last time these guys played, too. It was cold, windy, a little bit snowy there. And I think the score was like 9 to 4 yeah, or something uh, Mac, like that. Mac Jones threw three passes that game. Yeah, three passes. They ended up winning, too. So, I mean, again, that's why you got to trust the Patriots to at least keep this thing close. Plus four. We're both on the same side so far. We both got Bengals minus five and Patriots plus four here. Let's jump into the Sunday games. And, you know, maybe, you know, there's going to be a little bit of bias in this one. But tell me about Philadelphia Eagles heading into Tampa Bay. They're nine and a half point dogs. Who do you go with? I'm taking Bucks to cover. Bucks Eagles did play this season. <clears throat> Very close matchup. Wasn't as, uh, you know, wasn't as big as a blowout people thought in the season. They played uh, week six in Philly. Bucks won by six. This is a different Eagles team. This is a different Bucks team, obviously. No way B, there's been some injuries. But Philadelphia's defense is realistically not going to be able to keep up with Tom Brady. I know he doesn't have as many weapons as he has in the past. Uh, but Mike Evans, man, I just expect him to tear our secondary up. I think Bucks cover. Yeah, so this is another really interesting one for me as far as the spread goes. I do think the Buccaneers are going to come out on top here. But I like the Eagles with the points for really one big reason, and that's that's just because Tom Brady's weapons, they're out. I mean, you don't have Chris Godwin. You don't have A.B. There's a guy that's constantly in our mentions, in our DMs. His name William Noble. I, I'm not meaning to put you on blast here, but he's, he, he says he swears by this. He will go down on his shield for this, and that's that Tom Brady is overrated when he doesn't have his weapons. Obviously, they still got Mike Evans. They still got Gronk, but they're missing their other two best weapons on offense. So – I think the Eagles can stay stay close enough to maybe maybe we'll see a backdoor on this one. I think this is a really good position for a backdoor cover. Maybe the Eagles are down two touchdowns with 30 seconds left. 
And, you know, everyone on the Bucks sideline celebrating whatever. Jalen Hurts, you know, runs a 15-yard, you know, slant in. And, you know, they, they, they cover. So that's my prediction for that one. Jumping into another one of the highly touted games this weekend. And that's going to be the Niners heading into Dallas. Niners plus three. Dallas looking for, you know, looking for some playoff love. Looking for some Super Bowl action. They haven't seen anything happen in a long time. So what's your take on this game? Yeah, this is my first upset of the weekend. I got Niners to win and cover. They are the most dangerous team in the NFC West. Yes, you heard that correctly. The San Francisco 49ers are the most dangerous team in the NFC West, a division that has three teams in the playoffs. This Niners team is the most complete team. They only know, wow, 310 yards a game. That's third in the NFL. That's that Georgia defense. Also, I just think the Cowboys have been overrated all year. Everyone says, yeah, you know, on paper they have the best team. This team reminds me of the Falcons every year. Falcons every year on paper, all this offensive talent, all these weapons on defense, they just can't get it done. I think Micah Parsons is overrated as well. Yeah, I I mean, this is is one where I'm going to go against you as well. So we're starting to see where – so I believe on Saturday we're – all. yeah, Saturday – we're on the same side Sunday. We're not even on the same side at all yet. I'm taking Cowboys minus three. And I just think that offense is so powerful. I think they're going to be able to, again, I know it's a great defense in San Francisco, but I just think there's just too many weapons on that offense. I think the Cowboys come to play. And, you know, there's just so much negative chatter about the Cowboys. Obviously, you're an Eagles fan. You've been a part of that chatter for a long time. The division, I, I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're the hated team in that division. Even America hates this team. They say it's America's team. No, America hates this team. They haven't beat anybody. They struggle against good teams, man. Let's look at you know the week one. They lost against the Bucs. They blew that big-ass lead in the Close fourth. Game, but they blew a lead. And then when they had to play the Chiefs week 11, they lost by 10. They haven't played a good, solid team. It's easy to get you know eight wins when you're – or excuse me, six wins when you're beating up on dog shit NFC East teams. Right, but listen to some of these, these these scores that they're putting up. So, yeah, obviously 29 against the Buccaneers, okay. They did beat the Chargers. They only put up 20 there. But since then, they've gone, an offensive, they've gone on an offensive tear. They beat the Eagles 41-21. They beat the Panthers 36 points. They had 44 points against the Giants, 35 points against the, that, that stout Patriots defense, 20 against the Vikings. They struggled it, uh, versus the Broncos. That was a weird one. No one saw that coming. 43 against the Falcons, 33 against the Raiders, 27 against the Saints, 27 against Washington. And then obviously we all saw last week 51 against the Eagles. And then earlier, a couple weeks before that, 56 against Washington. I just think this is a team they know how to score. So I like them to, I like them to put up some points unless Jimmy G's on his game. I don't think they're going to hang around. Yeah, definitely understood. Who do you got in the uh, Steelers-Chiefs game? Obviously you're taking Steelers, but the line is 12 and a half. Yep, I love this line. I wish I get, got in on it when it opened at 14. I love the two-touchdown spread. You know, anything can happen there. But I'm also taking the 12-and-a-half, and I'm taking the money line plus 450. I love that. That's one of my plays this week. Again, I know it's a crazy play, but I'm not going to go into it too much. And I already talked about the Steelers and the Magic. So what about you? Who do you got here? Yeah, I mean, 12-and-a-half is way too much for a playoff game, especially when the Chiefs are – Five and eleven and one and gets spread. Like, what the hell is going on? That's way too much. Vegas always knows they know something we don't, but 12 and a half is just way too much. I might tease that 214, but I do think Steelers cover, Chiefs win. 
I think this is going to be the most boring game of the weekend. Yeah, I do too. I think you're not going to see a lot here. I think the Chiefs go up a little early, maybe 10 nothing, And then that, that Steelers defense really wakes up. They slow the game down. And then maybe by the end of the game, like I said earlier, if Steelers can put I, up 13 points, I think maybe they win at 13-10. I'm just going to say this right now. This might be a shock to many, but I think the Chiefs are the worst team in the AFC in the playoffs. They no kidding. Looked, they have not looked like what they used to do. I know Mahomes is still great, but he's fell off, you know, due to his standards. They got hot though. Chiefs, they, the Chiefs have been red hot. Yeah, but I mean, games like when they played the Titans and lost twenty-seven to three—that's inexcusable to me. That just yeah. shows that they're frauds. Yeah, and true. And honestly, if you look back at the game uh, last week against the Broncos, realistically, they don't win that game unless Melvin Gordon fumbles on the five-yard line. So. I definitely get what you're saying. That's even more of a reason why I like the Steelers. And that's going to wrap up Sunday. Uh, but, again, we got we got a Monday night game, guys. First this time is, ever. Uh, yep, first time ever. We got the Cardinals heading into L.A. This is, this is an interesting one to me because I do think the Rams win. Obviously, I'm sure you do too since you like them out of the NFC. But, you know, when you look at it, Cardinals are getting four points. Do they stay within that four points? I say – I say – Oh, man, I don't even know. Let me know what you think, and then maybe that'll sway my decision. No, I'm taking Rams by a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be a last-second panic touchdown. I think they go into the fourth quarter, up 7-10, to 10, cruise control the whole fourth of the quarter. Their defense handles it. They win by seven. I love Rams to cover. The only downside is, you know, it is in SoFi. Rams and Chargers are notorious for not having fans. Even though the yeah. Raiders are in Vegas, the, uh, the Raiders are still California's team. Out of the NFL, the Raiders have the uh, most fans in the state of California. No one respects this Rams team from L.A. They got other shit to do. So expect a Cardinals home crowd in L.A., but I love uh, Rams to cover. Yeah, just because you're saying that, and again, it all makes great sense. You're probably right. But just for the sake of the podcast, and I want to offer you um, a small wager as well, and I'll get into that here in a second. But I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the cards plus four. And so jumping into that wager, what do you think about this? So we differ on three games. I have Cardinals plus four. You have Rams minus four. I have Cowboys minus three. You got Niners plus three. And then I have Eagles plus nine and a half. You have Bucks minus nine and a half. Let's say we do a little friendly wager, a little five dollar wager per week we'll roll it into the next week so let's say if it's a clean sweep throughout the playoffs you know the winner could possibly win 20 bucks are you are you in on this yeah but i have one uh, stipulation the mo- the money the winner earns they must spend on the uh, food of the reigning super bowl champion winner so oh, i like, love it whoever wins this year let's say you know philly wins you got to spend that 20 dollars and go get a cheesesteak I like it. And honestly, I mean, who knows? Knowing with the, the format that we have, we could roll into uh, each week and we could both come out. Um, we both could come out at, at even money. How about this? If we both come out at even money, we both have to place a WNBA bet. Oh, I love that. Can you even do that? <laughs> I don't, are they even in season? I'm not sure. Also, if, uh, if they are, we should do that. Also, I wanted to bring to light we do have a, another $100 giveaway. If you can uh, respond, you know, before Saturday with the correct Super Bowl matchup with score, you'll win $100. Great to see these giveaways are back. We gave away over $2,000 last year. We're going to give away more this year. Yep, <clears throat> absolutely. We, uh, we're, we're super excited to, you know, really jump into this year. And we got a lot of things planned. 
if you guys are sports cards fanatics, you know, you're going to want to really pay close attention because we got a lot of big things coming up. Um, but before we close it out, we have to do it. And I'm going to say something here. I'm going to say it, for the longtime listeners, you know, we do the LaFleur of the week, which again, it's, you know, essentially the jackass of the week. And we call it LaFleur of the week because a year ago, he decided to go for a field goal when he should have gone on fourth when they're like the four yard line. Again, you may remember the situation. You may not. But essentially, the floor of the week is the biggest idiot of the week. Um, and I'm just going to kick it off. And, and I'm going to say Logan Paul. I don't know if you guys heard this story or not. Logan Paul spends $3.5 million on a box of Pokemon cards, right? Opens it up because there's a lot of speculation online that this thing was fake. They did some research. A lot of the stories got mixed up. It was a really bizarre situation. Anyways, opens it up. And guess what? It's packs of G.I. Joe cards. The total worth of everything in that box combined, $358 on a $3.5 million investment. So, Logan Paul, I do like you. I think you're uh, you know, a very uh, a smart businessman. I don't know if I can say that anymore, but you are the LaFleur of the week. What about you, Spaz? Yeah, mine's got to be for Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan man himself. Uh, he went on to the press yesterday and said, you know, the recruiting trail never stops. We were short of where we wanted to be, but we're going to still recruiting. And then about an hour later, it comes out that three NFL positions have already been trying to hire him. I do think Harbaugh goes back to the NFL. My prediction is he becomes the next Raiders head coach. But don't fucking lie, man, about yeah. trying to recruit college kids. You know you're going to the NFL. You couldn't get it done at Michigan. You're a fucking clown. You never won a natty. You beat Ohio State once. And, yeah, you need to be smarter. I hope you don't reproduce. Yeah, I think he actually he, – he strikes me as a guy that has, like, 14 kids, but I could be wrong. But, yeah, so that's it. That's the little floor of the week. And what I was going to say earlier about the little floor of the week is – if the Packers get it done, and I want to ask you before I go ahead and make this decision, if the Packers get it done and win the Super Bowl this year, do we get rid of the floor of the week? Yes, and I also still think Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, regardless win or lose in the Super Bowl. He's Even with the Super Bowl win, you think he's yeah, gone? This is his last season as a Packer. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. We'll and, see. And, if, and if it's not, Write in, call in, do whatever you got to. I will face the consequences if he's still on the Packers next year. Let me know. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for listening. We know it's been a while. We missed you guys. Hopefully you guys missed us too. DM us, follow us, tweet at us. Any questions that you got, again, on Twitter, just because it's been a while, it's going to be at LockInBets. On Instagram, we did change the handle. Same page, same account. But instead of locked sports, it's now locked in sports. We were able to get that handle. So check that out on Instagram. TikTok is at locked sports. Give us a follow there. We love, you know, throwing out some fun content. And then also, too, if you like making money, I don't know, you know, many people that don't. But if you like making money, check out the website, lockedinbets.com. We're throwing out heaters all day long. We got some cool packages coming up with the NFL playoffs and stuff like that. So, again, guys, appreciate you coming out and, uh, you know, listening to us. We miss you. We're excited for a new year and we're excited to make some money with you guys. Peace out. Yep. Peace out. Give us a call.